Between buying or selling a business, there are a lot of points to consider. From a tax standpoint, to hiring the right employees and management team, especially if you won't be involved in the daily operations of the business, you need to set realistic goals. Analyze how the business is performing and make sure that everyone in your business has a common direction in mind. Welcome to The Michael Saunders Show. Host Michael Saunders and co-host Warren Whitus are here to answer your questions with a high level of expertise and knowledgeable guests. Now, here are Michael and Warren. Welcome, everyone, to The Michael Saunders Show. My name is Warren Whitus, and I will be one of your hosts today, along with Jesse Jameson, our executive producer, and Michael Saunders, who is the owner of Lesden and Associates Business Brokers. In the first two segments tonight, we're, Michael and I are going to discuss the selling and buying of businesses. And then in the third segment, we've got a special guest, it, that, and that person will be Dr. Fazy, who's written several books on Iran, her homeland, and, and she is also a plastic surgeon who specializes in making women look and feel younger. So the first, the first thing I'd like to talk about tonight uh, is, sell, is selling a business. Selling a business, as some of you may, may not know, some of you may, is a very emotional time. But when you're selling a business, there's, there's, a, there's a list of things that you need to consider. And the first one is, do you have an exit strategy? What are you going to do with this million dollars or whatever the number is that this person's going to write you a check for? What are you going to do? Are you going to just invest it in another business? Are you going to retire? Are you going to buy a business that you've always wanted to be in and never could really afford it? So it's, that is really the, one of the most important things. Have a plan. Have a plan. Number two is that Lesson Associates is going to pre-qualify the buyer. And you say, well, what does that mean, pre-qualify? We are going to look at their financial assets. We're going to make sure that they have the assets, the cash, whatever it is that they need to buy that business. We're going to do that due diligence and make sure this person is not working for a competitor who just wants to know more about your business. What are you doing? How come you're doing so well? And, and perhaps they are not. So Michael and I will actually go and we will interview these people. Uh, we do it all the time. We'll meet them at a place. We'll just say, you know, who are you? And we will, we will do our due diligence on that person. And we're going to make sure that they're not from the competition and make sure it's a good fit. So many buyers think, oh, I could, I could run that business easily. What's your experience? Well, I've been in corporate America all my life. What do you know about running an automotive shop? Major difference. You're responsible. You're there from, from the time it opens to the time it closes. Hot, cold, doesn't matter. You're there. The, uh, one, and the most, next most important thing is the qualified evaluation. We are going to go through all your inventories, your assets, your sales, your receivables, short and long-term debt, detailed records to determine your overall financial health of your business, which also includes tax returns, financial statements. We've had people even ask for bank statements. So payroll, staff, all that is going to be looked at by us. And if we see anything that doesn't look perfect or that we're going to get asked questions about by another buyer, we are going to make certain that we resolve these questions or problems before we even have a meeting with the buyer. 
Uh, also, uh, as I said, let off, this is going to be an emotional process. So you're going to need to get a certified CPA involved. You're going to need to get a good attorney involved because all this has to be drafted. It has to be legal. And you want two good people there behind you, as well as Lesden, to make sure there's no mistakes, no problems, no problems with inventory, no problems with anything that could stop the sale of the business. So that's, that's what we do on the sale of the business. And I'm sure that Michael will have some other, other items he can add to it. Michael, if you don't mind, I just hit the high points, but you can kind of fill in some of the blanks and, okay. and also. I appreciate Okay. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Warren. Uh, on, on buying a business or even sell, like we're talking about selling your business, there's once we meet with you and we find out a lot more about yourself and what your goals are, what you're thinking, why you're wanting to sell the business. Uh, once we get that information, we'll get together with ourselves and see what we can do to help expedite this journey that you're about to start. And it is a journey. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be, there's parts of it you're going to go, oh my goodness, what have I done? But it's all part of the process. And don't forget, we'll be there with you. No questions too big and no questions too small. Most people have never sold a business, even though they own one, own one, or you've owned and sold them and it turned out to be bad to sell, did not work out for you. So you have a bad taste in your mouth and bad thoughts. We're there to help you show you how to make it a successful transaction. So when we meet with you and we go over everything and see what your thoughts are about why you want to sell the business, and it could be so many things from you're just tired of it, you're wanting to go do something else, you want to retire, retire, you want to have time for the family, all those things come into play. And we understand them all. We hear them all the time. So, and, and, and besides, this is my fifth company. I've started some, I've sold and bought them and sold them. So I know what you're going through. And remember, nothing, no question is silly because we're here to answer those questions. But the biggest thing is like Warren shared with you earlier, there's things that we're gonna line out for you that has to be done. A good CPA, which I'm sure you have one, and if you have a good bookkeeper or accounting, that's fine. But once we get involved and we start going over your books, we'll do a preliminary look over your books ourselves, and then we're gonna say, do you have a CPA? No, okay, well we're gonna get you one. We're gonna help you find one, or you can go find one yourself. We suggest business CPAs, not personal, but business. There's a big difference there. So once we get that settled, we'll go in and start going through your books ourselves before we even go anywhere. We want to see where you stand, what kind of inventory you have, what's the value of the inventory, your staffing, how stable is your staffing, how stable is your management team. Um, marketing is another big thing. What kind of marketing do you do? How often do you market? And are you constantly seeing what the competition is doing for us marketing? And so those are just a few things that we'll look at and talk to you about. And then long-term, as Warren talked to you earlier about, after we sell the business, 
is not the time to think what you want to do afterwards. You need to be thinking, once we sell your business, what is your thoughts and your hopes that you want to do? It might be you say, okay, I've done this. I'm ready to retire. Or I want to go out and I want to own a furniture company or a computer company. Okay, that's fine. Are you ready for that? Are you qualified for that? If you're not, we would suggest that you start looking, not wait until after you sell your business. And we can also go and start looking for those kind of businesses for you because that's another thing we do. We help people buy businesses. So we'll work with you on that aspect. The biggest thing after that is have patience and be calm as possible. We understand it's your whole life, personal life that you're dealing with that you're going to be selling. And we're here to make sure that we get as much money as possible to sell your business. It's a process. We'll be with you all along the way. And we're going to be there with you from beginning to the end. We'll be there with you at the closing table. In all negotiations, we'd definitely be there. Fact-finding for the potential new buyers will be there. So don't think we're just going to get this started and then walk away. That's not who we are. We have a lot of good, satisfied, existing clients that we've had over the years. Uh, and we think we take care of people. We don't just look at it as a company. We look at the individuals. And I'm really happy to say I've met a lot of nice people. And most of them are still social friends of mine. So that's what we can do. That's what we stand behind. And even after we sell the business, we'll contact you later and say, how's it going? Are you happy? What you're doing? If there's anything we can help you with then, that's fine. Because you might want to take off a year. That's okay. And then you call me and say, Michael, we're ready to buy another business. Are we... Whatever that case may be, we'll be there for you. Warren, do you want to go ahead and start? Well, yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, there's I – can't, I can't tell you how many times we have gone in and the inventory said, well, what, what, what is this – where's this truck on this inventory? Oh, that truck. Oh, I still got that on my inventory. Yeah, you sold it. You already sold it. You know, the, it, it's surprising how many individuals don't realize – that they don't have an asset anymore because they decided to sell that truck or sell that piece of equipment. Oh, well, we forgot to take that off the books. I mean, how many times does that happen? How many times, and this has been not too long ago, when, when someone filed a tax return and the one they gave for us wasn't the amended tax return. So we, we found that out from the IRS. Well, that's not, an, not the amended one we have on file. Oh, great. Okay, so we had to start again and use the new uh, file that, was, that had been upgraded. And, uh, you know, and the IRS said, well, sorry, guys, we, this is the latest one, not the one you, you sent us. So that can happen. I mean, there's all kinds of – if it can happen, it will happen. I mean, it's just the way this business is. And there's so many moving parts all the time. There's always something going on. They're buying, they're doing this, they're selling – um, financial statements. Maybe they were off for one month or two months. That's why the end of the year doesn't match. So there's there's always a there's always little issues, especially for people who really are not watching the financial statements that close. They're more worried about 
how many dollars they have in the bank. And they're not worried about the statements that they're going to have to show to, uh, to a prospective buyer. So those are kind of some of the kind of things that I, that stick with me that when, when you get the wrong tax return or you get, a, you get an asset that's been sold to somebody else. Oh yeah, I guess I did sell that truck. Well, yeah, that's kind of important that you uh, note that because when, when the auditors come through, they're going to say, well, where is this thing? Where is this truck that you sold? So, you know, it's, it, those are the kind of things that uh, are really important. So Michael, uh, I just, I do want to talk about closing that, that you went through. I didn't, I didn't have to experience it, but you did. So uh, would you explain your worst closing that you ever had there? Well, I've had closings where I had one where language was a barrier and we thought we had that cleared up, but uh, we did not because our interpreter messed up his version of the interpretation. And I mean, we were literally at the table closing and next thing I know they're talking in their language and the interpreters freaking out going, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. And all of a sudden one of the uh, clients slapped his hand on the desk and I thought he was coming over the desk after the buyer. Uh, so bottom line, I did not know I could move that fast, but I did. And everybody sat down and we got the lawyer. Uh, he actually, <laughs> he actually ran out of the room and we got him back in and we got the closing done, but it all, everybody has to have cool and calm heads and because everybody goes to closing where it's buying or sellers, it's stressful and it's very nervous. And we, we understand all that. That's the reason why we're there. That's the reason why we'll interrupt a closing when we see something's about to go wrong or most of the time interpretation of the language is the issue. Lawyers sometimes can state, make statements that common people do not know what it means and they might think it does, and then when they find out it means something else, they get upset, especially when you're dealing with different nationalities. And I've seen it both ways. But it can be fixed. That's one thing else we do. We do not let things get out of hand. Um, and so we're, we're there with you the whole way, and that's one thing that I'm very proud of. We're never going to walk away until the whole deal's done and finished, you're on the beach drinking a margarita and they're running your business that they have bought. So we're going to be there from opening to closing of the deal of your business. Warren, I'll let you take over from here. Well, Michael, I know you've experienced about everything that can happen in a business as far as not having the proper documentation and, uh, or, or having to, two people there that, uh, that really don't like each other. Um, but also I know there's problems in financing. You know, sometimes, um, you know, we get a buyer in the financing, uh, they want, they want more information than we provide. They want people, you know, even the, even the last time I remember we had someone who was from a different country and they wanted to see his immigration papers because he was a key player. And, uh, the bank just happened to say, well, this is an SBA loan. And uh, if this key player is not staying, then uh, this deal is not going through. 
So we need, we need to make sure all of his immigration papers are in order. And uh, that was the one that scared me the worst because I didn't know how, how quickly immigration was going to step in and provide all the documentation. So anyway, those are the little things. I mean, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And, and you, won't, you won't be able to identify everything that could possibly come up. So you just have to stay close to the deal and make sure that at some point, you know, you get it, you get, hopefully you get to the closing table and they sign the documents, they shake hands, you breathe easy and that, and then you go forward. So that's all I've got to add to the buy to the, uh, on the, on the selling next, uh, the next segment we're talking about buying the buying of a business. So we're going to go to break here and, uh, and then we'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll be talking about buying a business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment, and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Michael Saunders Show. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. That's sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. Now, back to The Michael Saunders Show. Welcome, everyone, back to The Michael Saunders Show. In this segment, we're going to be talking about how to buy a business and why sometimes it's better to buy a business than to start a company from scratch. 
You said, well, well, why would I do that? You want me to, you want me to shell out 500,000, a million dollars, $20 million, whatever to buy this business when I can just start my own. Well, there's a lot of problems when you try to start your own business. Let's just think, let's just walk through some of the things that you're going to have to do. One, you are going to have to actually come up with the financing on a business that doesn't exist. You're going to have to find staffing. People who know that particular business, if it's a new business, it may be hard to find staffing and you have to train them. Well, that training is going to be costly because you're going to have to ramp up. You won't be able to open the doors tomorrow and say, okay, we're open for business. Come on in, guys. Let's get started, customers. Doesn't work that way. What if, what if it's one of the situations where you, you start a company and it takes three months, six months to get the individuals trained so they can actually produce a product? You know, that's, that's one thing I, I'm always afraid of. I mean, quality these days is very good in most, even, even faraway places such as the, the Vietnam, uh, India, China, They've got the quality down. It takes them a long, it took them probably decades to do it, but they did it. So if you think that you can come up with a quality product in a matter of weeks, eh, good luck. I think it's going to be more of a matter of months or years before you can get the quality product that needs to be uh, actually sold in the marketplace. So these are things that it's easier, it's easier to, to get a business that's doing well, that's financially doing well, every, every single month and buying that business and going that direction. Now, not everybody's meant to own their own business. I mean, there's a lot of difficult things that must be discussed with not only some of your peers, but also with your family. Is this a business that's, that's going to be 40 hours? Normally, it doesn't work that way. When, when you actually buy a business you can probably guess that you're going to probably work 60 to 80 hours a week learning the business and the owner present owner normally is going to be hand in hand with you working with you in that business to teach you because if he's not if he's not going to stay you're going to have a difficult time running that business now most most of the companies that we sell the owner normally wants to stay with the business at least for 30 to 60, 90 days, sometimes a year. So, but that's very important, particularly if you don't have the experience of running that business. You can say, well, I'm a smart guy. I know how to do this. Well, maybe you are smart, but the smartest decision you can really make is to let that owner teach you how he runs the business because he's been successful at it and he'll teach you how he has done it. And he's going, to, he's, he's going to work with you side by side, and it might be a six-day, it might be a seven-day routine. You never know. You just don't know. Each one's different. But not, not very many businesses will run five days. The ones we see, they're running six and seven days a week, and uh, you have to know that you've got people in place to run that business when you're not there because you, you probably won't be able to hold up for seven days a week. You'll probably have to have a manager there and you want to keep that, that manager and that staffing to make sure that the company continues to be successful. So those are some of the reasons why it is a little bit smarter to try to buy a business versus start one from scratch. So 
Anyway, and Warren, can I add a, a subject with that? Is, go right is, ahead, Michael. You just say whatever you'd like the, to say. The big thing about what Warren was saying is, which I agree with 100%, is the people that are selling their business, you definitely want, and this is something we're going to insist on, is being involved with the operation. It could be a mom and pop where the owners of the business is – going to stay with you or be with you in the transition period or if it's a larger company their superintendents their their general manager for instance they would be there and we're there to make sure that this transaction goes both ways and that's where we make sure the buyer is being represented which will be there with you also make sure that you're being represented correctly and getting all the information that for this transaction to be a success from the beginning to all the way to closing and after closing, we never want buyers to buy a business that we feel is not going to make it. I had rather go out and look for something else after we have had a talk and us show you the buyer that this might not be the business for you. It might not be something after talking to you in depth that you're going to like over time. Remember once you buy it, you want to be able to like it and love it. So we do our best to make sure you know everything about the business you're buying and have discussions with you, not once, but four, five, six times. We're going to talk about it. And also we're going to talk about what after what happens after the buy with the personnel. You want to make sure that all these avenues are covered and pretty much ironclad is going to happen from personnel to distribution, manufacturing, everything that company's involved with, we got to make sure that's ready for you to take over in everyday business and make sure all the staffing's there. And that's one thing that we all believe with Leslie and Associates. We don't walk away after the close. We want you to come to us 10 years from now, five years from now, 20 years. Hey, we want to sell a business now. So we want you to come back after you've been really successful in a business that we've been involved with to helping you buy. Warren, I'm sorry you can continue. I'm sorry. Hey, Michael, it's the Michael Saunders show. You can say whatever you'd like. I, I can just I'm sit just here a quiet. little country boy, my friend. Just a little country boy. No, you, but you know, you're right. You, you remind me that um, we have a client named Frank. We won't divulge his last name, but Frank, we're – We've already sold three of his businesses and he's got another one. Now he says he's thinks he's preparing to sell that one. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't come back to us if he wasn't happy, you know, with our, with our service and, and our recommendations. So, um, but, but that is important that word of mouth, that re, that uh, repeat business, which is big in any, any company repeat business is really important. I mean, yeah, you, you won't always find new businesses to represent, but you also want to have repeat repeat sales of this guy says, well, it's been 10 years, guys, I want to do something else. What can you find me to do? So that's always important. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing for, for is that I look at when, when I see a buyer is when talking to them, I say, are they, are they a very good, are they a good fit for this? Are there goals and resources and budget in line with what, what it's going to take to run this particular business. Sometimes I don't, I don't see that. 
I don't know about you, Michael. I mean, you've seen you've seen the guys. You've talked to them. Some of them you just kind of get in the car and shake your head and say he hadn't got a chance in hell of of and that's where we successful. try to tell them, saying, "Sir, and I've done it more than a few times. And even though it's taking money out of my pocket on closings, I never we Leslie and Associates Warren." runs the company, he'll tell you everything, what I'm saying is true. We never want buyers to buy a business just to sell that business and let's get our commission. We want them to be successful. We want that seller to be happy they're selling to this particular buyer that we're coming into. We want it to be a smooth transition. We want that seller to be very productive in whatever adventure they're going to, and we want that buyer to be successful in the business they're buying that we're representing. We have a lot of international buyers. As we all know, America is one of the greatest countries in the world. And we have a lot of buyers from other countries who want to buy businesses and they'll contact us. And I like dealing with international buyers because I like to learn how they've made their money, what their thoughts are. A lot of times they'll come over here and meet with us and say, we want to do this kind of business. But once I meet with them or we meet with them and find out they're not qualified, they don't have a chance. So we're going to show them other businesses that we think they can make very good money in, but something they can learn and get their money that they're wanting to get by owning the business here in the United States. So we don't just go and leave. We're here to stay. We're here to represent the buyer or the seller or both. I have done both. It's very nerve-wracking, but we have it. Uh, and when international buyers, they're well-educated people when it comes to the business they're looking for. So I really enjoyed it for international buyers to come in and talk to us about helping them find the business. A lot of times what they think they want to buy, once we tell them about that kind of business, not just one business, but the business itself, they might not go, they might say, well, I'm not really ready for that. Well, we go and help them find out what they want to buy or what they should buy. And once we show them why, they love it. They just didn't think about it. I had a woman come in from Mongolia and she wound up, she made her money selling some animals. Uh, and that was very successful when she sold her company. And so when she came here, she wound up wanting to buy a wrecking towing company. No experience, knew nothing about it. And she wound up, after I showed her the pitfalls of it, and also taking her at four in the morning to wearing these wreckers, start coming in with her nightly haul and what all they've been doing, it, she saw this was not for her. And she wound up doing really well she wound up buying a whole, a whole little chain of dry cleaning companies that was very successful for her. And as far as I know, they're still doing very well. I've opened up a lot more of them, I hear. Uh, so we never go into it with blinders on. We come into it with our eyes wide open, our ears wide open, listening to what that buyer wants to buy. And then once we find that out, and we have our talk, and it, that talk might go on for hours and hours because we want to know as much as possible about the buyers because we don't want to waste their time. So once we get that information, we go out there and try to find those businesses if we don't have them listed. 
lot of times we have them listed, but a lot of times they've heard about us and they'll contact us and say, we know you don't have it, but can you help us find it? Yes, we can. So all those things less than an associates can do from a buyer standpoint, we're going to walk you from A to Z to the best of our ability because we want this to be a long-term success purchase that you went through less than an associate's inquiring. Oh, and I'm sorry. You can go ahead. I'm sorry. As I always say, it's the Michael Saunders show. You talk as much as you'd like, go on and on. Tell us, you got any stories you want to tell right now? I mean, we're kind of getting close to the end of this segment. We got to give it, give us a cliffhanger. Yeah. Give us a cliffhanger. We got three minutes here before we have to go to Michael Saunders moment. Okay. I'll tell you real quick. My wife and I always have liked to travel when we had no kids before and we were in the jungle in the rainforest and we were going up on a tour guide deal with some more people and we went up a mountain. It had been raining, of course, rainforest it would be. And we had to come back a different way because of the trail we used was going to be too rough and it was raining. So we go on and we go right up on the edge of the mountain to make this turn and this beautiful waterfall was over across the mountain and everybody's fun, happy. And we get to the end. I'm the last person. There was a flat stone there on the trail. Everybody stepped on it. I stepped on it at this lodge and I looked at my wife. Everybody looked. I did a split. And before anybody could get to me, I don't know why I started laughing. I'm looking down and I see nothing but big boulders and where the waterfall was hitting the rocks. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be it. As I fall, I was on a lip and did not know it. None of us knew I was on a lip of the cliff. So when I fell, they couldn't see me. And I fell, no, I mean, it was 20 feet at the most. I hit on a log that had been there so long, sort of petrified, and it didn't break. All along, I'm thinking it's going to break, and I'm going to fall to my death. But I actually thought in my mind, I might break all my bones, but I still might be alive. I don't know why that stuck in my mind. So I'm hanging on to this. I pulled myself up, straddled it, but I realized, hey, I'm facing the wrong way. I'm facing towards the waterfall. I should be turned around. And all along, I'm like, this thing's going to break. It's going to break but I keep doing it. So I turn around and I start scooching up to the edge and I stand up and I'm pulling grass. Scooching. Me pull, scooching. Can you spell that for me, sir? I'm sorry. Scooching. Nobody. It's sort of like when I do my dancing. I'm just, anyway, we won't go there. But anyway, okay. I'm skirting along on this log and I get up to the edge and I start pulling the grass with my hands and digging my shoes in, trying to get up. And I hear them all screaming my name my wife especially, and I'm thinking, hey, I don't have time to yell, so I'm still pulling myself up. All of a sudden, I heard my wife scream, and she saw the top of my head, and I had grass and flowers in my head. <laughs> Nobody helped me because they were so blown away, even our guide. So I pull myself up. My wife's hugging me, crying, and everybody's happy. And I look at her, and she goes, how did you do that? There's no way you should have survived that. Even with that log, why didn't it break? I said, you know what? 
I've had weird stuff happen to me, and this is one down that's going to go in the books. You just had a weird life, Michael. That's all I can I say. Lo I love that story. Before before we uh, say goodbye and, and, and welcome in Dr. Faze for our next segment, um, Michael, I just, I just want to say I absolutely love that story. But let me give you a scenario. Like, what if this would have happened? What if your wife, with such heartache, thinking that you passed, threw herself into the waterfall? Thank God she didn't think. <laughs> First of all, Jesse, she loves me, but she's not nuts. She would go bad, Michael. Poor old Michael. We're going to be right back. Every, everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Faze. I love that story, Michael. Stay tuned. Right, stay tuned. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment, and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Michael Saunders Show. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. That's sales at yourbusinessbrokers.com. Now, back to The Michael Saunders Show. Welcome to The Michael Saunders Show today. Our special guest is Dr. Fahey, and she's also known as Parand Alvali. And we are going to talk about, she is a, a medical doctor. She also has written several books 
some beautiful artwork that we just saw on the walls not too not too long ago. But she's written several books, and uh, they were all in the process. Some are published, and we'll go through that. And some are at the editors right now being edited. So, um, Dr. Fahey, you want to start off and tell us, talk to us about your books? They sound fascinating. So, Yeah, Dr. Fahey, let's talk a little bit about your books. Dr. Fahey, you're originally from Iran. Your first book is called Mirage of Freedom, and it is available in English on Amazon.com. And it's about fleeing Iranian immigrants coming to the U.S. Uh, basically for freedom because they mm -hmm. want to have the freedom to speak the way they want, to dress the way they want, to write the way they want. But then when they get here, they feel kind of handcuffed by this country's uh, economic policies because many of these fleeing immigrants end up getting stuck in jobs where there's very little pay and they get kind of stuck in remedial jobs. Mm -hmm. Now, your second book is called Broken Mask and it's, it deals a lot mm -hmm. about the Iranian Revolution. Yes. And shortly after the Iranian Revolution, um, you had a lot of successful people, or I should say the ones that were successful kind of came from, from corruption and what have you, uh, both mm -hmm. in religious circles and, you know, with, with the government and, 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 and the military. Now, your third book uh, deals mm -hmm. with subjects, of, it's about the Middle East and the corruption dealing with ISIS. And that you wanted the people here and the listeners to know that there's a lot of misery going on over there. It's a graphic book, but if you read past the graphic nature of the book, it turns into a true love story about a girl who's fleeing ISIS. She comes to America, and it's called Dandelion and Roses. It's available on Lulu Publishing, and it's being translated as we speak, so hopefully that'll be available within the next four weeks or so. And then the fourth book is really a fun book that we're really interested to talk about as well. And it's about a robot and a scientist, and the robot is called Mandy. And once again, Dr. Sedege Fizay's um, author name that she writes under is Perand Alave. Um, Dr. Fizay, welcome to the Michael Saunders Show. How are you today? Thank you very much. Thank you for calling me on your show. That's wonderful. So, Dr. Faze, a lot of people don't know this, but we want the, the listeners at home to know that you can take a woman that already, you know, all women are naturally beautiful, but you have some techniques that can make them even more beautiful uh, because you do a lot of cosmetic work for, for women and men too, I'd imagine. Yeah. And you think that a lot of that uh, beautification skills that, that's kind of second nature to you because you grew up loving artwork. Tell us a little bit about your love for art, how it transcended into you becoming a doctor, how you use your art skills, and then let's talk a little bit about your books. Okay, the, you know, art is something that it has to be in your gene, I guess. You have to love it from the beginning. What I did all my life was... Um, uh, which what I achieved was uh, as a physician uh, is I think, oh, you know the medicine is an art as uh, and very yeah it's an artwork it's really artwork is uh, um, 
oil painting is art is has a different you know aspect. For me, uh, the reason I started to uh, do oil painting was because I wanted to show my children, the people around me, the um, the culture, the different culture from um, Iran. Uh, I wanted to show them, you know, the different uh, type of clothing that they made, them, different colorful dress, uh, the ornament, different way of life, you know, that you can um, project on your paintings. So that is, I started to do that because any doctors needs, uh, if you're a good doctor and you have to be, uh, you work hard and make uh, uh, to become uh, to be up to date all the time. So um, you need the outlet, you know, to uh, live for yourself and uh, enjoy it. Oil I, painting give me a joy. Yeah, I agree. Now you have beautiful daughters that sound like they are from here in America. Obviously, you're originally from Iran. When you paint, are you when you were you try? I I didn't quite understand. Were you saying that when you paint, you wanted to show your daughters the beauty of mm -hmm. Iran? The beauty of Iran. The beauty of the um, the. The different culture because Iran has 2,500 uh, years of civilization. You know, we have a very rich culture. The villagers, the dresses, the you know tribes that they are there, and the different way that they um, live. All those things can be on the paintings. You know, you can project it. So I started to do that because I wanted to my children to know the country because they, they've been born in this country and I wanted that they know about my uh, uh, cultures, uh, where I came from and uh, um, uh, all my painting when you look at it is uh, shows those type of things, you know, that, that's what I want. Uh, it's not about the scenery, it's not, uh, uh, maybe it's not even fine painting, but it all shows things, the movement, uh, uh, it says something to you. We saw, your, we saw your artwork before we went on live, and it truly is beautiful. Now, for mm -hmm. the listeners at home, Dr. Feze's art isn't for sale just yet, at least not online yet but in the future it may be. But the reason we brought up her art is that she firmly believes that this love and enjoyment of art kind of led to her success when helping beautify women and men here uh, with her current job. So Dr. Faze, let's say I'm having some problems with my laugh lines or my wrinkles, or let's say one of our listeners yeah. are, where can they visit you? What's your website? And what type of services do you provide to help beautify people? Yeah, the um, type of service that I provide is uh, uh, Botox, uh, all kinds of fillers. Uh, we do um, uh, skin tightening. We do uh, PRP, uh, laser treatments, uh, um, varicose vein removal, you know, pigment removal. Uh, and, you know, I usually do um, 
look at the patient face and make my decision what I want to do. As being as an artist, I think I have a good eye for art. And I know, you know, when I look at your face, you know, what uh, uh, you may need a small adjustment, you know, and be happy. Some people need more work. Mm, but yeah, it's a different filler we work on. Um, we're very successful in our uh, um, treatment of the mid facelift. Uh, we, we do that a lot in my office with the uh, filler. Um, skin tightening is a very good thing. You know, these are new technologies, beautiful technologies. It's going to be later on, probably genetically. Uh, that we can improve and become more younger and rejuvenate. But this time, you know, every doctor, you know, like dermatologists, internists, and all over that, did, except plastic surgery. Doctor, Doctor Faze, um, what are we doing? I think about the surgery. Yeah. Dr. Faze, um, a lot of our listeners at home would love to see what your results are. So I'm just going to let everyone at home know that if you go to www.faze, and that's spelled F-E-I-S-E-E, institute.com, you will see some before and after pictures that are absolutely amazing. And you know what's interesting, Dr. Faze, you, um, you might not be in the state that everybody uh, is, you know, that's listening, because we have people that are listening from all around the country, but mm -hmm. if you really would like Dr. Faze to, uh, to perform uh, her, her, her miracles on you, so to speak, uh, Dr. Faze is willing to let all the listeners of the Michael Saunders Show have a very special offer uh, if they do uh, reach out to you. Dr. Faze, tell, tell everyone where you are located at, city and state. Um, yeah, we are, um, I'm, I have two offices, actually. Um, yeah, I, in uh, Virginia, in McLean, Virginia, uh, I have a med spa. And my medical office that I also has, uh, I'm doing some um, uh, cosmetic business on that, is in Vienna, Virginia. So... Uh, we have a two good location. People can get to us very easily. Uh, and uh, uh, my job is people know me because, you know, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm very honest with them. I tell them the truth. You know, I tell them, you know, what you have to do to uh, get, um, you know, the good result. And so, and we are really running a professional uh, business, uh, so yeah, for the micro, um, for the, your show, probably people that they listening to you, you know, we can have good offers. Yeah, so whenever you go down, or if you reach out to Dr. Faze, just simply mention that you uh, listened her in to her interview on the Michael Saunders show, and then she'll definitely uh, hook you up. I've seen people go uh, into uh, get Botox where they have mm -hmm. a million and one lines on their forehead, and then they come out of Botox yeah. and, and they look 20 years younger. So again, if you go to uh, phaseinstitute.com, you'll see some before and after pictures that are just gorgeous. And you then, know what, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, you know when um, you look at the people's face, if you have an under uh, eye line, which, you know, is deep and uh, 
uh, it makes you look tired. So I fix it. I fix it in five minutes. So it's going to be beautiful under eye filler. That's what we call it. And also, you know, we do the um, uh, rhinoplasty for the nose, you know, with the filler. We fixed, you know, some, uh, uh, some defective, really, <laughs> nose with the filler. So, so if, you have a, if you have some nose issues that make you feel a little less confident mm -hmm. than you'd like, yeah, Dr. Faze yeah. can fix you. If you have those uh, wrinkles under your eyes that make you look like you're still half asleep, Dr. Faze mm -hmm. can fix that in five minutes. How long does a Botox procedure take, Dr. Faze? For me, only five minutes. Five minutes. So a person now, I'm can doing a, Yeah, I'm doing cosmetic business for 18 years. I can't do with the closed eyes, you know, Botox. I can't get one. But it's five, between five, five to seven minutes. But, you know, if you want to count the, having a numbing cream, you know, waiting for the numbing cream to work, probably 15 minutes. <laughs> And, and yeah, Dr. go with go with the numbing cream. I, I definitely <laughs> say go with the numbing cream. <laughs> Dr. Faze, how long do those procedures usually last? I mean, would they have to come back in every six months Be or a year? No, no, no. Between three to four months. Three or four it's months. It's different. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a, a many kind of neuromodulator, you know, uh, Botox and Newtox, Dyspor, uh, Z-Man, there's plenty of those neuromodulators that works. And they usually last between three to four months. So, mm -hmm. uh, so do, you, do you have, what's, can I ask what the price cost? Do they do something per units, correct? Yes, usually here in this area, or they're really close to $14 per unit. But, you know, I think average is between 10 to $12. So, doc so Dr. Faze can do your Botox for $14 a unit. It'll be good. It'll be great. It'll be done by somebody with an artistic eye, and she can do it in her sleep. She's got so much experience <laughs> with it. Dr. Faze has, uh, once again, a book that's going to be coming out. Dr. Faze, what's interesting is you have an artistic mind, but you also love writing, and I assume you love reading, too. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, whenever you work as much as you do, you need some sort of outlet. So, don't, don't you think the don't you think the writing is an art? It is an art. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So I what happened is you yeah. you love painting, but you also love the artwork of the mind, which is what writing yeah. is. You know. So yeah, I think absolutely. that's wonderful. We're gonna be uh, okay, going. I, we're, I gonna, wanna, we're gonna be. I, I, I want to correct something. You know my. And the Lion and Roses is, has been published already by Lulu Publishing. Lulu Publishing is where you can get her it's third there. book. It's there. They can, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that deals with uh, the Middle East and the ISIS corruption that's going exactly. on. So we exactly. recommend we recommend all of our listeners go to Lulu Publishing and check out Dandelion and Roses. Mm -hmm. Join us next week. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, the world. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed and learned from this edition of The Michael Saunders Show. Please join Michael and co-host Warren Whitus again next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening.